War II, an elite U.S. commando team was placed in cryogenic suspension as an emergency contingency plan. The horrific release of Vanguard on an unsuspecting population prompted their revival. These four MMO experts, modified by super science, have dedicated themselves to providing insightful, humorous commentary in the hopes of preventing future catastrophes of the Vanguard magnitude. If you're playing or making a crappy MMO, and if you can find them on iTunes, you can listen to the M Team. Listen to this, gentlemen. Episode eight. Good God! Of Channel Massive. It's insane. Nueve ocho. Nueve ocho. We call it the ocho. The <laughs> ocho. <laughs> <laughs> Thursday, July twenty third. Madness. It is madness. Madness. There's so much stuff that we've got a shit. So much stuff in the stuff to talk show about notes. That they're insane. You will be sated. I opened up the show notes today, and I was just like, "Oh my God, what are we? What are we doing? What? What is our problem? We're out of control. We are out of control. We must be stalked." <laughs> anyway, all three of us are here tonight. Yes, mind, body, and soul. <laughs> and we're going to be telling you what we've been playing yeah. this last week. We have both verbal and audio. Well, I guess word. Wordle. 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 Written and audio <laughs> feedback in our mailbag. I like how you talk. <laughs> I like how you talk, too. <laughs> and we have tons of trade-off words here at Channel Massive. We are. Menaces and mobability. Yes. Mobability. And something else that I can't remember at the I moment. made up a really good one the other day. Um, it was... Uh, I, I can't remember what it was exactly. I tweeted on it. I tweeted it, though. Um, I'll have to go back and look at the, the I'm Twitter I'm sure I saw it. I've been getting more involved in Twitter lately. It was, it was it was quite amusing. I've decided if Mark's not going to have a Twitter account, I'll talk about him in mine. He does have a Twitter, <laughs> he does have a Twitter account, but he just doesn't use it. Uh, I seem to have mo- mostly adult entertainers he's, following me. Yeah, he's got like two followers, and they're, they're both like adult entertainers. They like strong, silent types. Yeah. They do. Like, he hasn't ever tweeted. He must be for us. <laughs> oh, I like and how Mark follows you like a total of like two people. Yeah. And my flock, yeah. what can I say? I take care of them. I lead them. <laughs> I lead ladies. them on a spiritual journey. <laughs> so we've got email, we've got what we've been playing, we've got lots of news. We've got a great MMO-based blogisteria. Yes, we do. As always. Yes, we do. Full of very humorous humorous quotes. Thank you, Blog World. Yes, yes. You, they, they really stepped up you to the plate this so week. You give us so much. <laughs> anyway, let's, I, I say we get to it. Yeah! Get to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kill him. Kill him. He's beautiful, man. He's
What have you been playing, Mark? Well, <laughs> I was playing a lot of Heroes of New Earth and had just downloaded League of Legends, and then Monday night rolled around, and time to since the last the podcast, <laughs> and uh, I was playing Age of Conan with with um, Blameful Gecko and Noah. Yes, having a blast. Um, yes. We were just. Re- I felt like we were just really getting into it, and. And then I got the blue screen of death, and, oh. then, and then the room suddenly smelled of like sulfur and burnt plastic <laughs> and brimstone, and, and, and Satan and, and, and emerged you from your PC. And, and you yeah. didn't fart, right? I'm taking your soul, you son of a bitch. <laughs> That's what he said. It, was, it wasn't the smell of you farting or anything. No, like that. It was, no. It, I hadn't had the hadn't uh, had garlic pizza that right. night, uh, so it couldn't have been that. No, no it wasn't that. It was. It was the Dark Lord himself came out of my computer. No. Oh, so what happened? Are like, you talking with the George Bush accent? Yeah. I'm the decider, and I decided that you don't get no more computer. Y'all here? I'm going to go mend me some fences and look busy now. So, so he went back to his ranch on Crawford and left me with a broken computer and a broken heart. And so what happened? Dreams. Like, it really, your computer really fried? Well, yeah. So I have an old Asus A8N and the... Um, chipset cooler, the Northbridge chipset cooler on it, which is a little fan, right, seized right. up. Oh, no. And it kept going, it kept trying, but the thing generates quite a bit of heat, because I have, like, my hard drives in RAID 0 configuration, mm-hmm. and I I have, you know, pretty beefy bi- video card, and um, the thing just overheated really quickly. Oh. And now mm-hmm. it's got no fire. So so is the CPU fried, or is it the CPU um, and motherboard? I think it's just the motherboard that's shot, um, but it's at this point... It's probably it's like, time to upgrade anyway. Yeah. Like, I could just get another motherboard. Right. I, I just feel like it's time to, to make the move, so... So I, 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 I think it's the the, the uh, computer gods above, basically between, giving you a sign. Between my three dark lords of uh, computer <laughs> computer maintenance and guidance, Amanda Tech, uh, Tom's Hardware, and Ars Technica, <laughs> I have assembled all the ingredients for what will be a surely be a really kick-ass computer. Excellent. The only thing I'm keeping is my video card. And uh, and your dignity and my dignity because <laughs> <laughs> my my video card's like a a GTX eighty eight hundred and it's only one generation behind so I'm gonna wait till the next gen comes. Jason out. scoffed at that though. Well, Jason has the current generation superstar. Hey man, what can I say? <laughs> but I figure I'll I'll just wait and get that. So anyway, no, I mean that's not a bad video card though to have it no. at this point. I mean, it's I just, still, it still gets the job done. Yeah, that's what I had before the the uh, thievery. Mm-hmm. When it's all done, I will have two terabytes of RAID Zero hard drive. Oh, that's sick! So that'll be nice. You're a sick, sick man. But unfortunately, you probably won't be playing Age of Conan with me and Blameful Gecko next Monday. It's possible, but but, but not three not. days. Yeah, because I'll order it next day because I'm that kind of guy. You should just go to Micro wow. Center, man. No, they don't have the motherboard I want. Oh, I've really? Been there, done that. Yep, they, they they are. They had one of the version ones in the bargain bin because it's missing parts. Well, well what, the <laughs> what the heck? What the heck Why? is that all so about? So for one thing, okay, the, the motherboard retail costs two hundred and fifty bucks, I think, maybe two thirty. They have it in the bargain bin for like one ninety nine, so it's been opened and it's allegedly missing like a shield. 
Well, I think that's that metal plate that goes on the back <laughs> that connects to the CPU oh, right. uh, cooler. So it's like, well, no, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'd pay you maybe you know a hundred tops, a hundred or fifty, and then go fabricate this shield thing that I need. But <laughs> use right. your die cut, <laughs> yeah. die cut some metal for you. Yeah, I'd go to the old you know machine shop and say, "Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> what you gonna do here? Gonna go, need like two inches by four inches of the two ply aluminum uh, die cast, and then we're gonna we're gonna now go ahead, boy, and make that with a beveled edge. You know, I like my beveled edge. You can put some stuff around in there. You didn't Can I have some paneling for the case? Uh, What's that? You <laughs> to say you didn't go, get a lot of gaming done this week. No, and then uh, oh, you know, uh, yeah, that was. I, I have other computers, but none of them are like really gaming computers. Right. So, will your next computer be wood paneled? That's my hope, and and I don't mean like classy wood paneled, like you'd see it like a country club or or no, I want like that seventies dark wood fake shit. That's like. The black lines in between with everything. the black lines c- cut into it, you know, that separate the the planks. Yeah, so I'm going to go for the wood paneling, and then I want it to have I want it to have like a big red LED. You know, I want it yeah, to. I think be, you need some all. Uh, was it harvest gold and avocado green accents? That would be fucking sweet. <laughs> all in plastic. <laughs> and with, with, computer from the Brady Bunch. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm talking like nothing short of like a 1974 vintage case. Ancient on the outside, futuristic fire on the inside. On the inside. Yeah, yeah. So, but on the inside, it'll it'll be, you know, all it's that. It's like a corpse reanimated. Power for sure. Yeah, that's my thought. So. Well, that's, that's sad. That's a sad tale. It is a sad tale. Um... So so yeah, I didn't, it wasn't the best week in gaming for me. But you didn't oh. lose your hard drive, right? So I no, I can. You wouldn't have to reinstall everything. Again. Oh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna upgrade my OS. It's I've had the same like install for like two years. So what are you gonna upgrade to? Vista. <laughs> Wow! Yeah, I know. One of our more astute listeners might say that Mark needs to eat crow. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Noah? What have you been playing this week? Thanks, thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> I figured you'd like that segue. That nice. Uh, I have been enjoying all the additional mini games that are in Plants vs Zombies. There's so much content in the game; it's such a great deal for twenty bucks. I've heard of that game. Yeah, you've never yet to download it. You keep downloading freaking betas left and right, but you can't find any time to freaking download a hour demo of this. He's game. a beta whore. <clears throat> I was I was gonna buy it. I was gonna buy the real thing on and on Steam, and then I, I then the tragedy. Sorry. Yeah, see, now he has an excuse. He was going to buy it, but he's only going to buy it under the circumstances of paying $100 to get every single PopCap game oh, that's ever right. been made. I remember having this conversation. Wouldn't that be money well spent, ago? though? Honestly, yeah. I mean. There was months of content, maybe years. Man, those games I mean, are all good. you play is Pagel. Pagel. Plants and versus Zombies. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's a bad plan. I don't know. Maybe anyway, some women's murder so club. So you played Plants vs. Zombies. <laughs> Yes, which you and keep I played is like one of the best games. ever. Yeah, and that's eventually you guys will download it, and I'll have to, I won't have to talk about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I also played Retro Game Challenge on the DS, which is so cool. It's 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 a DS game, of course, but it's 
these you see these little Japanese boys, and what happens is this Japanese personality transports you back in time to the eighties, and the, and you have to play through games that he couldn't beat as a kid in the eighties. So they're all these made up games, but they're totally done eighties style. Like mm-hmm. they're like Atari games, that type of graphic. Oh, like and audio stuff. Oh, that's Activision, but yeah, and so there's. Like uh, like there's a Galaga type game, there's a racing game, and then there's like a Keystone Cops type game. There's even an old school RPG that's kind of like Dragon Warrior. Oh, wow! And while you play that on the top screen, you see the two kids. They're in 3D polygonal graphics on the bottom, and they're watching. Uh, the one kid's watching the other kid playing. He's like, "Wow! Oh wow! No way! Why are you doing really good?" Or, "Oh, dude, you totally got killed!" Wait, and then if you pause, like, "Do you have to do some homework?" And was then he's there, like, "Was there like an old school version of ET, the extraterrestrial, no. there where you couldn't possibly?" <laughs> finish it because the game was so bad no, no. but uh, but there's like cheat codes like you hit little certain button combinations for unlimited lives and he keeps buying these little game magazines from like November of 1985 and there's like hints inside there huh. nostalgia. pretty cool interesting cool and Age of Conan mm-hmm. on Monday night was really awesome that was a lot of fun and I also downloaded a game on my Wii called My Life is a Dark Lord which is Wait for it, Mark. It's tower defense in a tower. In a tower? Yeah, it's so, <laughs> so much fun. I actually made time to get a little bit of, well, made about 45 minutes of time to get it oh. some time in with the game tonight before I came over here. And this that is for the fun. Wii? Yeah, it's a downloadable title on WiiWare, and it's mm. it's like 10 bucks. Well, now that I don't have a working computer... Well, there you go. You're going to have to start using your to, Wii a to go. My more. Wii's been flashing at me to upgrade it. <laughs> I'm sure your wife will appreciate the fact that you'll use your Wii a little bit more, too. Every, all women like it when I use my Wii. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely recommend it. I think you'd like it, Mark. I'll it's whip out fun. my Wii, then, and... Yeah. See if it still Put works. Put it to use. <laughs> <laughs> I think it probably does. <laughs> we shall see. If Jason. it's in the morning, it'll definitely be ready. <laughs> Will it be flashing then? Pulsating? Oh, hard to say. <laughs> Throbbing. <laughs> That's kind of what it's doing now. Well, of course, all podcasts bring that out it in the week. It needs attention. Yeah, that's what it's saying. It's help saying, me, help me. Help me, Mark. <laughs> Months of neglect Shake have led to this remote. <laughs> Wait, Shake it. <laughs> Upgrade to the PS3 <laughs> remote. Oh, sorry. Anyway, we were talking about uh, gaming. Yes. Jason. Oh, um, for those of you listening to this naked in a bathtub... <laughs> Hopefully you're, you were satisfied by that and can now just kind of relax. If you mean. Okay. Oh, sorry. Um, played a little rock band too, of course, just to keep my chaps up. Although my chops are severely lacking, I'm I'm like becoming mediocre. Worse at that game Senior. day by day because I'm spending more time playing other games. Like, mm. um, well, one one experience I do want to share is I downloaded and played the 1 versus 100 beta on Xbox Live. Uh, and it's totally... I think it's really going to work. It's going to work really well once they start the Charging live shows. Forward. <laughs> I think it's going to be good. I, I think it'll be a hit. I really do. It's just it's going to be one of those things where right now they're just... I think they're gathering data as far as the questions go. And they're seeing how many people are getting certain questions right and certain questions wrong. 
It's really funny. One thing that I've noticed is is that any soccer question that comes up eliminates like three quarters of the mob, like right <laughs> off the bat. If only it was done in any other country but the U.S. It's true. It's like, <laughs> and it's so funny. You know, a soccer question comes up, and everybody's you could tell everybody's just guessing at it because what it will show is it'll show you, and it'll well it'll show like the whole mob, but. It'll kind of give you a comparison between you and, and three other people who you're sitting next to in the mob for right now. So, whenever that, whenever a soccer question comes up, like, everybody <laughs> picks a different answer. <laughs> and you either luck into it or you don't. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, so, needless to say, I think that's a basically telling sign that says the U.S. just really doesn't give a shit about soccer still no matter <laughs> how much espn tries to you no, know shove man. it down our throats we're, no, we still don't we, give a shit you about know soccer. what we think of it as is like partial daycare for our children that's what <laughs> right. we think of it as. right on the, on that's the weekends the only time it's important. yeah and, yeah. yeah exactly and then, like, once, soccer practice once they have exactly. other activities we're like yeah screw fuck that soccer. anyway i do think it's going to be successful though once they uh, go live with it i think it's going to be a really Big time fun hit. Soccer? And, oh, no, not soccer. <laughs> Once one Microsoft finally releases soccer to America, uh, and Blast. if you've been following, if you've been following me on Twitter on Channel Massive, you know, uh, you're everything, not an adult entertainer. everything. Ba- basically, you know that I've been playing a lot of Fallout Three. That's right. Uh, it's it's basically the love of my life. I actually wish I could live in the post-apocalyptic world. Of, Even more so than GTA's Liberty, Liberty yeah. City. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love Liberty City. Don't get me wrong, but I, I, I really think that they've nailed it. They've nailed this game, and and I think MMO developers could take a very valuable lesson at how they how they did it. Um, I really didn't like Oblivion all that much. Yeah, um, a lot of people didn't. There were a lot of issues that I had with it, and I never finished it. Uh, <laughs> That's so, a common thread too, <laughs> and that that is a common thread. But I think everything that they did wrong in Oblivion, they've corrected with Fallout Three. What are some examples of what you mean? Well, just how the quests work, and and how they make you feel immersed in the world, and things like skills, like just your how how you level up. You know, it's not the bullshit. You have to use your skill in order to... Because you could really screw your character up with the system that they had in place in Oblivion. Because mm-hmm. it was all based around, like, certain primary skills and secondary skills. And and the more you use certain skills, that's that's how you leveled up. And every time you used a skill, like, a certain amount of times, it would, it would progress you up a level. Well, so there was always there was like these huge elaborate guides which you know told you well okay you you really can gimp your character if you a pick the wrong skills to use and b don't level your skills up correctly. That really sucks. And it really sucks because you invest so many hours into that game. Well, yeah, and then like like you do fine like at the beginning, but then as you progressed in the game, it would be horrible. Um, but in Fallout Three. You would have to really go out of your way. You would actually... It would be a challenge for you to gimp your character. Uh, just because there's so many different cool options. And you kind of have a clue, anyway, about what skills you kind of want to use and, mm-hmm. and and whatever. And they're all viable. Like Even like if you decide to go with the total melee-type character in Fallout 3, 
which I don't know why you would, because that's just not something that I personally would find fun to do, but you can, and it would work, and I have this really cool weapon that actually makes it work really well. That's pretty cool. Um, How do you like this other, like, to Mass Effect? Oh, Mass Effect doesn't hold a candle to it. Right. Fallout 3 is far superior as far as storytelling and and just the, the Do whole you get tired of the game itself. world, though? Because it just seems really no. monotonous. No, not at all. No. You know, and it's funny because people say, well, it's all the same color. It's all drab and gray. And, and it's like, well, what mutants. do you fucking expect? It's f- post-apocalyptic Washington, <laughs> D.C. You know, and it, it's... It's funny, but but it's not. For, I mean, for being for being post for being post apocalyptic and everything's dead around you for the most part. Buildings are destroyed, and I mean, you don't in- you rarely encounter like a fully intact structure here and there. Yeah. Um, for being such a dead environment, the game is more alive than any other game I've ever played. Nice. Wow, and then, you know, it's just the characters that are in there, the choices that you make. Um, the the way they present the story, it's just it's incredible. I I really think I I'm hoping that Bethesda takes up the charge of creating a a MMO based in this environment and brings brings everything that they learned from this game in, in, into their MMO endeavor. If you, if they if they decide to do that, if if they do, they're going to basically own anything out there right now. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. I love it. I'm probably about a good sixty to seventy hours into it, and I, I'm like maybe halfway through the main story arc, and I'm doing all sorts of side quests, and I haven't explored half the world yet. I don't think wow. it's just it's so massive. It's incredible. Anyway, so much for my Fallout Three love. I can I can go <laughs> on and on about it the, the whole show if I could, but I'm not going to. Well, I've said it before. You know, Fallout One was an awesome, awesome game. Fallout, Fallout 2, Two took it and took it to extended another level. The story, yeah, it took it to another level. Bethesda and really then, just did a bang up job with this game, and we all knew that Bethesda had a chance to really. Yeah, they could have fucked it up big time. Yeah, oh, yeah. and instead they just took it. In, to an entirely, entirely different And now level. it's the you know, whole franchise is reinvigorated. I think everyone's forgotten Fallout Tactics, except for <laughs> us. Uh, yeah. It's just really, it's just really incredible, you know, so that's great. Anyway, that's what I've been doing. I, I think we should go ahead and get into some of the email submissions and a, uh, a nice tweet that I got earlier. Tweet! Yeah. Today. Yeah. This week, nice note. There were like a couple of cool tweets, but I I, I sent this one. It was just kind of like a submission for people who <laughs> who were interested. And I and uh, IR girl or GRL, I guess, uh, tweeted us back, and she said, "I would love to rub Jason's Buddha belly. Does he purr?" And and I, I'd like to say yes. Yes, I do purr <laughs> if you rub my Buddha belly. <laughs> Uh, we also got a email from a local 
That's uh, right. LS, who he, who he dubbed as Labia, Labia Sucker. <laughs> That's right. Many uh, moons ago. Yes, and he, he's uh, <laughs> headed to Comic-Con. He says, hey guys, uh, the accurately named Labia Sucker here. I wrote you months <laughs> back regarding book recommendations. I know, fun. In any case, this time, I'm actually writing on topic. This week, I'll be going to the San Diego Comic-Con. This time, Fun! without the dry irony and slash or sarcasm, (laughs) and there will be representation from several game companies there, MMO and otherwise. In past years, they have offered both beta keys and unique item codes if you play for a few minutes and listen to their song and dance. This game's going to be great. It's going to have everything. (laughs) Exactly. This game will have public quests. So if you guys would like me to try, no guarantees, but a really good possibility, I can attempt to bring back a... Uh, bring bring a few back and send them to you to use as prizes, give it, giveaways, bribes uh, for the show. I know the 100th episode is coming soon. Yes, the 100th episode is coming soon. Uh, so maybe you do something with that. Let me know if you'd like that. You guys make me laugh and pee a little. Okay, sometimes more than a little. Just okay. about every week. I'm local to Denver as well, and it's good to see such funny fucking representation from the home er hood. And then he makes some sort of uh, gang sign with his fingers, and he says, West Side Lakewood! <laughs> this one's for me, and this one for my home. So yeah, we totally appreciate that. Drink uh, drink a 40 uh, You know, we're going to be, I think us. we'll be doing that, that whole week leading up to episode 100. We'll try to, you know, give away a bunch of beta codes. I think this is probably a good opportunity to let everybody know that we do have uh, six beta codes available for Heroes of New uh, Earth, for the Heroes DOTA Earth, clone. Yes. So uh, I put a post up on Channel Massive, and um, but basically, if you're if you're interested, I only have six because it's not because they didn't reach out to us as a, a website or podcast or anything. It's just because I happen to be playing the beta, so all beta testers have been given six right to give to dole out as they seem appropriate. And then the, the other one gets six, and then the other one gets six, and yeah. six, six, six. And eventually, <laughs> it will multiply. The beta of the beast. Yeah. So if you're interested in you want to play, just shoot an email to uh, mail at channelmassive.com. And uh, on the first six requesters will get them. And hopefully, we'll see you on there, noobs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the cool things is our cries have not been unanswered. Uh, Scott. From the south. Scott. Has Evo. sent us an audio submission, and we're going to uh, give that a play right now. Wow, guys, I have to admit, go on vacation for a few weeks, I come back, and there's three new shows, and every one of them asking for a new audio submission. So, of course, my favorite podcast, I've got to oblige. Um, guys, I just turned through about four and a half hours, a wall of uh, podcasts to try to catch up, and uh, three great shows, I have to admit. Um, I, like you, am pretty enthused about Age of Conan. I got back in with my 14-day trial again to uh, check it out, and they've really smoothed up the the code, it looks like. I haven't really had any problems. Um, I don't know yet if I'm going to resubscribe or not, but at least I'm giving it a shot, and it seems pretty fun. Um, y'all have to let me know what server y'all's on. I'll have to move over to it. The, the whole bit about Mythic and Bioware and the... Uh, the substructure of the management i don't think it's a merger in any way at all i had to admit though noah's comments on paul barnett getting involved in tour was hilarious all of a sudden i could just see 
him in a pot in a video cast where he's in a black cape on a Death Star going and now I'll see the power of a fully functional MMO and I just it just cracked me up, I have to admit. Three great show guys. Don't have any idea what I'm gonna do for show one hundred, but I'll have to come up with something epic for you so that uh we can get submitted for the extravaganza. But guys, as always, great shows. Thanks for all the great work you do, and uh, looks like you're back in stride again after a little a little dry spell there. So glad to hear you're out there. Thanks. I don't know what the hell you're talking about, Scott. There's never been a dry spell here, has there? No, there was no dry spell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. I Should we talk about? Thanks for writing in, Scott. Thanks for seeing for feedback, and we look forward to What's the next this one. show about episode anyway? 100. Yes, we do look forward to whatever you will be sending in for episode 100. And we 100. definitely loved your Paul Burnett quote. Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> still envisioning Paul Burnett in those white <laughs> sunglasses up. and a dark cloak on the bridge of a yes. Star Destroyer. <laughs> We're going to have this really great game, Roy. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have lots and lots of laser beams, lightsabers. Public quests. Public quests. And Jedi quests killing no stuff all over the place. Sith, Jedi, together, killing each other. I'm getting it on till the break of dawn. Hey, Jason, what time is it? It's time for the weekend. news time what have we got first Noah something that we were remiss to mention last week Mark and I was that Age of Conan does have an official expansion coming up in other words you guys just forgot to mention it it's because Mark highlighted it in like this teal color and it just looked like something worth skipping oh (laughs) (laughs) it's it's like a hunter green no it's not I don't know what it is. Blue green. It's a color so so disturbing because we can't really categorize it that we just skipped right over it. It, it kind of <laughs> makes you want to skip right over it. Yeah, again, we were invited to. We had we received an exclusive media invitation to see the official unveiling of this expansion pack at the X Pack, as it as the cool X-Pack. people call it. Sadly, none of us in Cologne, Germany, wanted to front the money to fly to Cologne, Germany <laughs> no. in August. I have a friend out there, but it'd be too short notice. <laughs> Klaus, I'm coming into town and I'm ready to party. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to touch my monkey? I have some stretchy pants. He said I should come during Oktoberfest and August. August is Oktoberfest. not Oktoberfest. <laughs> oh, that's cool. But we will definitely be looking forward to that and be giving our opinions as we are now back in Hyboria. What we think about that we are expansion. In Hyboria. And then, wow, in China, may recover some of its, ex- its subscriber base. Yeah, this is all. All this news is like overseas news. Mm-hmm. Um, That's Chinese government. They've given NetEase, who's the new operator of World of Warcraft, in not China. related to Analyze. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> totally different company. Um, they're going to uh, let them reopen the servers on July thirtieth. Uh, the relaunch is being labeled as a testing phase. <laughs> Uh, so new, no new accounts are going to be allowed uh, until the government completes their review of, of the game. Of things that need to be changed. Or as we call it, their 
until the government is bribed sufficiently. Uh, they're also barred from changing the cost of the subscriptions during this phase to ensure a smooth transition. Now these from folks the are still playing, which is D nine. Yeah, and they're still playing Burning Crusade. They haven't even gotten Wrath of the Lich King. No, not even. Yeah, it's it's still in the <clears throat> Burning Crusade. And this temporary, this, this partial relaunch is pending on Blizzard making changes to the content per whatever the Chinese government uh, deems needs to be changed. Right. And then only after that, which who knows how long it's going to take, China is still the Chinese... I guess one of the issues they have, and I think I was reading this somewhere else, is that you can't have, uh, like, skeletons. That's what... Yeah, that really surprised me. Skulls and skeletons, not allowed. Yeah. So, so any any like, skeleton-based model needs to be modified So undead race eliminated. Wow. Yeah, pretty much for the most part, I would think. That's quite odd. Yeah, I just thought that was kind of one of those weird oddities that I happened to notice. So what happens if, you, if you're if you in Sweden? Sweden. And, and you, you have, like, to, three level 80 Yeah, if you, if you have three level 80 World of Warcraft guys and you want to sell one of those off to, to somebody on eBay... Better put up the kroners, because you're going to be paying the tax. <laughs> kroners. Yeah. That's the currency... Of Sweden, I guess. I think so. Not to or be confused Kronos. with Kronos. Yeah. Like, uh, it's too bad we didn't Norway, have... it's Kroners. <laughs> if we would have had Petter... If we had successfully yeah. pulled that off... He would have been able to give us the proper pronunciation yes. for that. But alas, alas, he he's bailed on us, and and we have no idea, really. We could just be screwing that totally up. Yeah, we probably are, but that's okay. <laughs> We're seldomly accurate with our <laughs> overseas... <laughs> either... Uh, our jargon is not lingo or accents. Yeah, but this is all speculative right now because it's only in the planning stages. Much mm-hmm. like the New York governor's hypothetical taxing on things that make children lazy. So this blog, <laughs> this blog, Economics of Virtual Worlds, analyzed the whole thing and came to this startling conclusion that even U.S. citizens would be subject to Swedish taxation on such virtual transactions. How's that, how in the hell is that even possible? I don't get that. Uh, it's not really enforceable. Uh, yeah, that's what I was saying. I but mean, how can you? Can it's even kind of like that? buying things on Amazon tax free, and you're supposed to pay those taxes when you report your taxes, but nobody does. You 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 have to look to history to realize that you should be very careful in trying to tax anyone in the U.S. because. We tend to go to Boston and throw crap in the harbor. <laughs> that's right. And we that's chant right. no no taxation without representation. Damn and that's straight, brother. That's how Sweden could well become, well, another state. <laughs> right. So, exactly. <laughs> exactly. The 51st state. I wouldn't Sweden. go there. You know, we, <laughs> now we, we do have And then our, we can have our we, manifest destiny and we can get Finland oh. and Norway. Oh, yeah. Well, have we have our peninsula. eyes on Canada now, you know, because, yeah. well... You know they have a lot but of why resources. Why be modest? We should go overseas. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, with Iceland trying to get into the EU at last, like all of a sudden, like I'll go, we'll go on a political tangent here. Iceland's been like, no, we are too good for the EU. Economy crumbles. We are ready for EU membership. <laughs> what, what farms do we need to fill out for that son of a bitch? Because we're ready. <laughs> Your money's good here now. All of a sudden, yeah, real good, <laughs> real <Exactly>. good. <laughs> please, please, let us bye, join you. Bye. What can we do to get into this union today? <laughs> right. Anyway, we digress. But um, 
But you know, oddly enough, this is another European story. It's we're all about Europeans. We're all about tonight. the European news. Sexy Europeans. So dance in that awkward way you Europeans do. Yes. <laughs> uh, Eurogamer came out with a re-review of Darkfall Online. Yes, that's right. The second swipe. Yes, the second swipe, which is hilarious. If if you um, <laughs> listened a few episodes back, I believe the blog Osteria segment was about Eurogamer's review, initial review of, of Darkfall, which it gave a 2 out of 10 Yes, uh, accusations uh, flown back and forth saying that the uh, adventuring it had logs that you know, the guy hadn't even played it for 15 minutes, you know, or, 15 minutes or whatever yeah. it was and Eurogamer came back and said, "Well, we stand by the editor of our review, like like they're not going to because they have to do that." Yeah. Um, anyway, lots of hatred back and forth. Eurogamer offered to re-review the game. You know, adventuring declined, and so what they ended up doing is uh, Eurogamer. They reviewed it anyways. Uh, bought bought their own copy of the game and and they re-reviewed it. Uh, and did they give it a ten? Did they give it a nine? No. No, it wasn't it. It wasn't that big of a leap. With two Mark. months more of gaming time. Yeah, two months more of gaming time, and apparently it was only able to garner Darkfall two more points. <laughs> so, so maybe if they played the it for reviewer ten gives months. it a a four out of ten. Uh, some of the some of the fun stuff here is. Uh, Where Darkfall is more progressive in its complete rejection of the usual timer-based combat and bracing an action implementation instead. When spellcasting or firing arrows, and remember that characters excel in each of these areas as long as they practice in each, the game plays from a first-person perspective. If you use a melee weapon, it goes to third-person. Whatever you aim at, you hit. Um... Goes, he also goes into talking about the history of the first review and all the hype. It was a beautiful first review. For that, and it was. <laughs> it was I, I totally agree with that. Uh, he goes on to say, says, Darkfall believes that MMOs are all about slow improvement, so any improvement in any area is a good improvement. And as such, it's best to start in a situation you hate so you feel better when the artificial limitation is removed, like, say, the first X, Beyond the Frontier, thinking it a good idea to start without the time delineation function. It's a game which believes suffering is good for you in all of its forms. It's at best... <laughs> it's At its best, this lends the struggles of the real game a real intensity. At its worst, it renders the game tedious or openly nonsensical due to the unforeseen implications of the rules. You know, I'm just kind of surprised Eurogamer even went to this trouble. I I am, too, because especially after... Basically, you kind of knew it was going to happen. It's it's such an unimportant game. Didn't like it before... I guess I guess don't like it now. I guess it's because it's it's a more of a European effort. You know, it was released in Europe first, and it, yeah, but but it's so unimportant. It's whether like, it's based on the reputation that's already water under the bridge. Who cares what Aventuring thinks? Aventuring obviously didn't care enough to give them another free copy or anything. Right, Aventuring yeah. doesn't care. 
readers don't care. Who cares about this site's reputation? It's still getting plenty of visits. It's just kind of a pointless exercise. And how can we really trust that that review is going to be? If if it were really close to the original review score, which it was, were really, really high, it's just like, how do we know if they don't just have an axe to grind? Now, granted, we know that there's a lot of bad things we've heard about Darkfall from tons of other people. Yeah. But what incentive does Eurogamer have to not just say guess what it still sucks or oh my gosh it's really amazing it's just like how can you trust that or if they just gave it a middle of the road review that was a 7 out of 10 to be like well whoop de doo every game gets 7 out of 10 right it's yeah. just it was such a stupid pointless exercise but there are some no, interesting totally bon mots in there if you want to read it you can check our show notes for the link to that review um there is a sort of pseudo review up I guess you could this call it this was awesome Jason uh, you linked to this in your twitter feed Col- Colin Brennan from massively.com <laughs> and so good. The, the hilarious thing when you when you read this article is that you see the picture of the keyboard which is rigged up with a book <laughs> and a comb yeah a hairy it. paintbrush or a hairy hairbrush yes it's being weighed, is being weighed down by a book on an arrow key. Right. So, so what's, what's, what is in the picture below? Well, that's me AFKing my way to hardcore status in Dark Fall. All you need is an old college textbook and a comb cleverly placed on your left arrow key, and you too can get to max run skill with just a few nights of AFKing. Forget running into walls. This is the future. Yes, it is <laughs> I like the future. To call it hardware macroing. <laughs> exactly. And just all the convoluted scenarios that are detailed in this article. Oh, it's, it's just hilarious. Uh, like people, what is it called? Like a, a blood wall or something where they have people running in circles and even just hitting each other randomly. Yeah. But not enough to kill each other, so, and everybody's naked. This article goes on to say venturing frowns highly on AFKing or repetitive behavior to increase skills, but it seems to be the only way everyone in the damn game does it. Through my travels of multiple cities and, and word of mouth from other players, everyone seems to set a macro for something. This includes weapon skills and magic skills. Sure, you need to hit people to increase your weapon and magic skills, but this is where the wonder of King comes in. <laughs> Many clans seem to have a spot in their cities where members not currently playing sit down or, or AFKing something, like running in circles, resting, or even jumping. Such wonderful places are called blood walls, quote-unquote, due to the amount of blood all over them. These people make sure to take off all of their armor, for they become live target practice while they're AFK. (laughs) Other players just sit there with weapons and staves, shooting, slashing the crap out of these AFK players, but never killing them. That would be counterproductive. (laughs) Sometimes you even have AFK on AFK action as weapon-wielding players set up a macro to slowly keep hitting someone else AFKing. (laughs) So in short, yes, I abused the system. I used AFK to increase my running, rest, sprinting, and swimming (laughs) skills, and repetitive behavior to raise my weapons and magic skills. I bet you never heard of a game journalist saying that out loud. 
I really like the scenario that they described where he was in his town and they heard that there was this oncoming onslaught of, of another rival group of players. And so everybody in the town stripped all their clothes off because if you get killed, then you can have everything looted off of you. Yeah. And then it's down the hill and they shoot all these magic missiles until the other army comes. And then they just have this totally weak fight because nobody has any armor or weapons. <laughs> but they keep coming back. Right. They right. come back naked. And so right. them, they, they eventually just win because of their team army just like, this is stupid. <laughs> we, we're not going to get anything out of this. They just leave. And it's just so ridiculous. They ground them down. They broke it them sounds like the, the next... <laughs> The next level in hardcore MMO gaming. I'm nudists sure that's what the designers nudists. had in mind. I'm sure they did. I'm sure they totally had those scenarios in mind when they made this game. Uh, one last bit of MMO news. Uh, Gazillion Entertainment uh, named <laughs> the pre- uh, former president of Blizzard North and Diablo creator <gasps> David Brevik to <gasps> lead name. the Marvel Universe MMO Marvel development. Marvel Universe... Well, it's not a MMO. So we thought that it was dead, and now it's come back to life. Yeah, they've they've <laughs> wrenched it away from the capable, incapable hands of those those startup cryptic studio guys who <laughs> right. have such an unproven track record yeah. in uh, superhero gaming, and they're going to turn it over to a person who made a click and kill game. Now, that was granted, imm- it's immensely successful. It is the right? greatest c- click and kill game franchise of all time, and my one of my f- top. Two favorite games. But, oh yeah, but I what mean, is in Brevik's most recent history? But Hellgate London. Now there's a there's a interesting <laughs> game, <laughs> which is funny because the official press release from Gazillion about it says like, oh, all these things that Brevik did when he was with Blizzard. No, yeah, he also worked at flagship flagship studios on Hellgate London. <laughs> That's all we're gonna say about it. <laughs> it's like a quick little phrase. But let's get back to what he did way in the past b- before that. Right. And it's funny right. that all these Hellgate London ex-Blizzard people are in the ruins of Flagship going on to make superhero MMOs, whether it's Bill Roper going over to yeah. Cryptic to work on it is kind of Champions, that w- that's also Mr. Brevik going to work on Marvel, Marvel Universe. Now, what's the, what's cool about this, I guess, no, in my I opinion? Know. I mean, I'm not saying that you know you can't give a guy another chance. No. Yeah, well, just like Brad McQuaid. Well, okay. Okay, I would, <laughs> not, I would not link. I would not put him in the. We're not going to go there. No, but this a, gives Gazillion a lot more credibility yeah. to me that they've got some skilled people. Of course, they're they're taking what is it the money approach? I think we talked about that in a previous episode. Yes. Throw as much money as we can at this startup, and we'll get a bunch of. Ego-filled talent. Oh my gosh, it's a repeat of Vanguard. <laughs> it's going to be Vanguard. No. Marvel's the next Vanguard. <laughs> I always like how their press releases read for Gazillion. Gazillion Entertainment is a leading developer, publisher, and operator, massively multiplayer online. Yeah, what have they done? For a wide audience. A wide audience. What? Gazillion what? has assembled what talent from across the landscape of MMO, video games, anime, feature films, and technology. Uh, Mark, I'm asking you, what have they done? Nothing. They haven't done shit. <laughs> <laughs> they have assembled a team. They have managed to grab a, a huge IP, but they have no track record. Mm. So, they have a lot of good... It looks like they have a lot of good investor deal. money. I hope Marvel doesn't regret that, because Marvel's got so many great, so many great titles in its pantheon of hey, comics. the company also owns the award-winning Smarty Card payment service for younger <laughs> audience. Which great, great. microtransaction Marvel MMO for Oh, well, you know it's going to happen. MapleStory, the Marvel Universe edition. They have a um, development studio in Colorado, so we'll have to go visit them and say, hey... 
What what exactly uh, are these? What what are these published games that you're a leading developer of with the wide audience? Exactly. <laughs> Just I'm curious. Oh, we're leaving the office now. The, the interview is over. <laughs> <laughs> Why is your foot wedged we up my ass? We have visionaries at work. <laughs> I'll never work in this town again. What? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, I mean, I'm not saying that it's going to be a bad thing. I'm just, you know, we're hoping that... We're hoping for good things. Yes. You know, it's just... Definitely. It, the, the problem is going to be, I think, you're already going to have champions online out there. DC Universe. You're going to have DC Universe. You're still going to have... City of Heroes. City of Heroes and the new expansions. I mean, they're not going anywhere. So you're going to have four (coughs) superhero MMO games out there. Yeah, seems like a pretty... Somebody's going to die. Yeah, and I don't think it's going to be DC Universe. Yeah. Um, kind of an interesting point that was brought up by Hal Haplin, who is the president of the Entertainment Consumers Association, which is basically just another organization that doesn't do a whole hell of a lot of anything. They just consume entertainment. Um, posted a blog post, and... The long and short of it is, is that he wants to combat the negative stereotypes that uh, the gaming in- industry and gamers themselves are having to deal with uh, on a day-to-day basis. He he sees attacks from Obama, the Obama administration, and he sees attacks from the mainstream media, and you know attacks by anti-game a- advocates out there like Jack Thompson. Jack Thompson, hallowed be his name. May yeah. Rest in peace. Oh, he's still alive. <laughs> uh, you know, he goes on to say, and this is kind of his final quote from from this blog post. He says, "Combating the negative stereotypes the gaming industry and gamers themselves face is becoming a daunting task. We've allowed people to equate gaming with everything from laziness to isolationism and antisocial behavior, when so clearly it's the opposite." Because we've permitted everyone from anti-games advocates, disbarred attorneys included, to the President of the United States of America to to perpetuate those fallacies and said and done nothing, we need to take ownership, or at least part of that blame, until until and unless we speak up and do something about it. It's time. It's time. You know, and I'm sitting there and thinking... You know, the Obama administration makes, like, one comment about, well, you need to put the Xbox controllers away for a little bit and... Yeah, I think... You know, and I get outside and exercise I, a little bit. And, you know, and the ECA just goes, Oh, my I, God! I think going to clamp down on us! Not, not, I think the context of that statement was that people were basically using video games for daycare. Right. Right? Right. So... Yeah, you know what? I think that if you had two children who were raised where one was just 
you, you know, entertained constantly with the whatever the video game was, and the other one was actually like interacted with with the parents and taken to the playground or whatever. Mm-hmm. You'd have two very different kids. One would have excellent hand-eye coordination for <laughs> video games. Right. And the other would actually probably be fairly well adjusted, but you know, I mean, I, I think that was the context. It wasn't saying that you know, I don't know. Here's the thing, though. I mean, I appreciate what what he's trying to get at. But, you know, again, it's one of those things where, I mean, Jack Thompson has pretty, well, he's been disbarred. Yay. So, I mean, you know, people are understanding that, you know, a lot of what these, you know, more vocal proponents of, you know, you know, game violence is evil and and they're the root cause of everything. You know, common sense pretty much wins out. Nine times out of ten, I think. You know, Jack Thompson got disbarred. He's pretty much a joke. Thank God. You know, nobody really take. You know, everything that he's thrown out there, even when he, as he's not a lawyer and he tries to get stuff passed through, right? You know, different ways get shot down. Like that whole thing in Utah was like totally shot down. So for the most part, common sense will win nine times out of ten. It's just that one time out of ten that, you know, people are worried about, I guess. Where you tax tax uh, video game... There you go. You know, virtual resources. Right. In re- with there real, you go. Yeah. So, I don't know, I'm just, I'm... You know, I understand what he's saying, but I'm just not thinking that this is anything... You know, it, it, it's not like... I don't feel like he's crisis gonna, moment. You know, and, and it's funny too because he's asking like a, a group of video gamers and video game developers <laughs> to rise up. Yeah, and we're just not like that. Yeah, we're like, <laughs> you know what? Just people. give us our fucking games, okay? Right. <laughs> That's all we care about. Yeah. So I, honestly, I think he's asking the wrong people, and I don't think that you know it's really going to inspire you know a ton of people to go out of their way to to write their congressmen and, you know, make sure that they're not, you know, voting against their video game right, voting for their video game rights or whatever. It's just, I don't know. I just don't think it's going to happen. We're not that type of group. I'm going to do the Million Gamer March. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, we won't make it far. Exactly. We won't make it fast. But by God, we will march. (laughs) So, no, you were telling me earlier that you loved Silverlight. Yeah. Like you love nothing else. It's it's one of those updates that Microsoft likes to says is important that you need to. In fact, you just can't download it. Yeah, and you just can't it. get enough of it. Yeah, <laughs> it's really obnoxious because really, well, it's supposed to be Microsoft's answer to Flash, as if something needs to be out there to compete with Flash. But actually, actually right it's now a Trojan it kind of does because I just read the security update that said. Um, any like Flash had a huge like huge vulnerability, <laughs> and if you're running fl- like any kind of Flash plugin, you should disable it like now. I wonder if Microsoft made it. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. But anyway, really, I, it's I being be harnessed to show ads. The and thing that gets me about this is that, you know, are you a gold subscriber? Yeah. Yeah, me too. So, you and I are gold subscribers. We're already paying for 
the right, I guess. To <laughs> yeah, to have online multiplayer gaming have on our online 360s. multiplayer gaming on our three sixties. Yeah, and yeah. now they want to shove advertising down our throats. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you're paying or not. You no. are going to get advertisements via cleverly integrated Silverlight, aka Flash style advertisements with video and sound. The thing is, is that they already do this part. Partly with their, you know, embedded in the in the new Xbox experience, uh, yeah. you know, ads are in there all the time like that. I don't understand like what else is going to be different. They're well, going to be animated and they're going to have audio, but they already have that. What they're going to do is slowly encroach upon the borders of your screen <laughs> until Maybe. finally you'll kind be playing so Half Life Three like MSNBC or CNN. Yeah, yeah worse kinda. than that, it'll it'll be like in uh, in that movie Idiocracy where. Like, the guy had this, like, 60-something-inch TV, mm-hmm. but his visible viewing area <laughs> was that what? wasn't full of ads was, like, probably... It was, like, a 2-by-2-inch two two little panel. It was, like, yeah, like, 2-by-4-inches, two, two inches, <laughs> you know? Right. So that's that's their that's their sinister goal. You'll be playing Half-Life 3, but you'll have to have a magnifying lens in front of... Or not Half-Life 3. You'll be playing a, a Fallout 3 with that, so... Yeah, well, I, this is, you know, and, that, and that's just... Like the first step of what they're doing, apparently. Cause More money, we've please. Seen, now we've we've seen this announcement where Microsoft is going to develop MMO advertars. Advertars. Yes. Advertards. So Microsoft's research and development department is developing a patented system for advertiser-generated avatars, or quote unquote avatars. And here's how it works. Uh, players or virtual world netizens may wear a advertise, an advert-generated avatar and interact with other players, sort of like a walking billboard. Oh, you know, so like those guys who are like out there, you know, with the signs and they're like all dancing, pointing, you know, pointing you towards wherever on the street. <laughs> you know, is that like the the what was that show where Bruce Willis had to wear that horrible? Right, yeah, that was uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yeah, yeah, in Harlem or whatever. Yeah. Uh, why would you want to do this? Microsoft plans to offer compensation as payment for interacting with other avatars. Um, so why would a player want to interact with a walking sales pitch? Participants can also receive compensation for interfacing with an... As an in, or compensation for interacting with an in-game advertisement. Avatars would run through a list of questions. The amount of compensation a player would get might depend on the number of questions he or she correctly answers. Make a mistake, and you might have to see the brand-accurate message to continue. <laughs> so, like, you'd be sitting there... Getting trained. You know... Drinking the Kool-Aid. Drinking the Kool-Aid, and uh, you, you would just have to keep on doing it until you... Went through the whole spiel, I guess. Good God. That's horrible. Yeah, it horrible, is. Horrible, horrible, horrible. If, if, I, if I see this ever, I'm I'm going to hurt somebody, I think. Virtually. <laughs> it's like, it really is. It's so stupid. But, well, surely there's some good news in the, in the, in the world. Uh, well, on the other side of things... And, and this is involving the music uh, industry, which has uh, been hurting for a long time. 
Uh, Rock Band 2 is going to open up a Rock Band network uh, for song creation. Now, this isn't like the Guitar Hero World Tour thing where, you know, people, you know, Joe Schmo off the street could just add add a, uh, you know, MIDI-based song. Right. You know, onto the network and, and have somebody download it just for the sake of downloading it. You know, and you're not going to get in. You're not going to get inundated with a bunch of crap. This is the first step to allowing basically everything to be converted into a rock band uh, playable song. Uh, so, I, I've seen companies already jumping on board where they have, uh, like, some company has the entire catalog of Nirvana. I guess. Oh wow! And they're plan- they're saying, yeah, we're planning on like releasing everything that they've ever done through it, uh, things of that nature. So you'll be, you know, if you're an aspiring artist and you want to have your 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 music out there and and available to a broad audience, you'll be able to format that apparently, and you'll have the the support of uh, Harmonix and and wow. uh, Microsoft and you'll be able to upload all that information to them they'll be able to you can you can actually determine how your uh, chart looks I guess on there so you know if you, if you if your charting looks absolutely insane you can have you can even you can have them do the charting or you can do the charting yourself and you know <laughs> barring some approval process it'll get Uploaded and you can uh, sell it. Well, that's pretty you know, cool. Kind of like it'll be like an iTunes, like an iPhone, right? Uh, application kind of thing, where they're going. I guess they're going to kind of go with that business model. I, I'm not sure how much money, you know, the money, how the money distribution works on it. I'm sure pretty it's pretty cool. I'm sure. I'm sure it's tilted heavily in favor of Harmonix. Uh, but yeah, you know, that's kind of a cool, you know, way to open up things. Other financial ideas out there come from Gabe Newell of Valve. Valve is, you know, one of the huge, everybody loves them, only a certain amount of few geeks hate them because yeah. because they're they're destroying our, our vision of what they were all about. They promised us all this free content for Left 4 Dead. Yeah, you're going to renege on it. We were all set. Uh, Gabe Newell proposed this idea where he said that he was interested in how they could do financing from the community. We're talking about financing a, a new game project. Uh, he says right now what typically happens is you have a budget uh, around 10 to $30 million, and it has to be available at the beginning of the project. So there's a huge amount of risk involved, and, and a lot of these publishers, you know, they're getting sick of throwing all this upfront money out there and not getting any return on their investment, like uh, Duke Nukem Forever is just one example, Yeah, yeah. I guess, of uh, I guess how a company could, could become gun-shy for financing a project like that. Uh, what he says is, he says, what I think would be much better would be if the community could finance the game. In other words, hey, I really like this idea you have. I'll be an early investor in that, and as a result, at a later point, I may make a return on that product, but I'll also get a copy of the game. 
So, move financing from something that occurs between a publisher and a developer, and instead have it be something where the funding is coming out of the community for games and the game conce concepts that they really like. So that's kind of interesting. You know, and it's kind of what it's kind of what already happens in the MMO industry if you think about it. Because MMO players out there they pay a monthly subscription. So they're basically paying you know, in some instances in some sorry instances, yeah. they're paying for the development of the game. Yeah. Yes, they the are. Fact. Very much so. So I don't know, it's kind of an interesting proposal made by it just gives me this vision of being in Denver. If you drive around through the city, you see lots of homeless people on the street corners. And it just gives me a vision of Gabe Newell staying on the corner saying, <laughs> need money for games and like taking handouts oh, yeah. from passersby. Because right. he's basically yeah. asking for charity. He's I, like, well, we don't want to put our money forward. How about you guys? Could you spare a little bit but of it's, change? I, mean, I don't know. I, just, I, kinda, I find it kind of funny that it's coming from... I can him. see. Yeah, it's like he should totally have a big because a big they've sign. got like carte blanche to do whatever they oh, want. Oh yeah, of all the of all people, of all the developers out there, you know. It's Maybe this is an implication of, uh, or he's implying, hey, if you want your free content, maybe some of your buddies could pay us to make it, so right. we don't have to charge you for a retail <laughs> release sequel. Yeah. I don't know what's behind it, but I think it's kind of funny. <laughs> I still like the idea of him panhandling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we couldn't get any venture capital for this, but we think it's a really great game, don't you? You should pay us for we'll it. We'll dev for food. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can buy the full retail version after you've paid for the development. Vietnam mm. vet, broken leg, <laughs> bum lung, need help. <laughs> Just trying to get to Texas. Please help. Come on, baby, leave some chairs behind. She was a bitch, but I don't care. She bought a food out on time. Do you like movies? I like movies about gladiators. <laughs> Do you like steam baths? Do you like <laughs> Evil Dead? Army of Darkness? Um, Name's Ash. How's wares? <sighs> Do you like? I this, call this my Do you like the stick. first two Spider-Man movies, forgetting that the third uh, yeah. one ever existed? No kidding. Oh yeah, I like the first Highlander. I like the first two Matrix shows. Um. Well, I like <laughs> Alien one and two. <laughs> I like Predator one, but not two. <laughs> I like Terminator one. This is one totally and two. not related to the story. Yeah, it's totally not related. But <laughs> so we've set you all up. Prepare to be surprised. Blizzard Entertainment and Legendary Pictures announced today that Sam Raimi has signed on to direct the eagerly anticipated motion picture based on Blizzard Entertainment's award-winning Warcraft universe. Nope, not World of Warcraft, just Warcraft Just the universe. Warcraft universe. How many Scientologists will they cast for this one? <laughs> no, no, no. Wrong, wrong franchise, wrong guy, Mark. You're oh, thinking sorry. you're not, yeah... Apologize. I'm not thinking right here. I see where you were going with you this. Know where I'm headed. You know where. But I'm it's, going. it's not. It's not what you're thinking. So yeah, the the director of one of my crazy favorite, you know, geek films of all time, Army of Darkness, is uh, slated to direct a Warcraft movie. 
Army of Darkness did rock. It did. I, I loved it. I love it. It has a very special place in my heart. Um, but I always go back to what I've always said, which is movies based on, video on games? a video game are destined to suck. Are destined to suck. Just look at the that Lord of the Rings trilogy. Man, that is some shitty movie making. No, but that's not a video your you know, point doesn't... No, I know. I totally no. t- did that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> but it was worth it. <laughs> just to see no, you, it's, you change the it's colors. It's just horrible. I mean, <laughs> let's think about it. Super Mario Brothers. That would make a kick-ass movie. Street Fighter. That didn't make a very Mortal good movie. Kombat. That Mortal also didn't Kombat! make good... Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball. That would make... Well, that would be a... Blood ring. That might be a different rating. Like, Hitman. Uh, oh, Hitman was horrible. Doom. That was even more horrible. Horrible-rific. Was there a Dungeon Siege movie? Farm Boy. Yes. Played by Jason Stratham. That was Dungeon really Siege. bad. I mean, yes, I understand that, that it's Sam Raimi. I mean, the guy is like done some pretty good stuff. But he's also done some eh, so-so stuff. Perhaps he will break the mold. I can't see what story well, would make for a good movie, it's frankly. Like, look at all these like movies out right now from Hasbro just trying to sell their toys. Like the Transformers 2 is out. G.I. Joe is coming out. That's Yeah, and that looks great. Man, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. Yeah. Sorry, Jason. You can't join our G.I. Joe fan Jason. club. <laughs> You're part of Cobra. You're not allowed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree with you, Jay. It's like it's 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 like just a shitty. It's like part of the geek in you wants to believe that it could happen, but you know what? The it's common like the sense. Books. Side Silent of me. Hill was a good movie. It's like it was cheesy, it's like but it's, fun. it's like you know when you go to the okay when you go to the, like the bookstore like a Borders or a Barnes and Noble. There's a very special aisle. Nestled in with the fantasy sci-fi, and it's books. all the it's all IP like bullshit, bullshit stuff that comes from video Warhammer. games or board games or yep. Dungeons and Dragons or or um, TV shows like where where like they'll they'll extrapolate out an entire book series based right. on on like some stupid series. And I'm right? not saying that that all of that's crap either because oh, some of it's pretty decent, but. but, but Every for once in a while, for, some of it's pretty decent, for, but for the most part, it's crap. Every once in a while, a decent writer or pair of writers emerges, right. but for the most part, it's it's pretty pretty bad. It's garbage, and and so it extends into anything else that's part of the creative process. Movies, you know? comic books, movies. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to be given the Warcraft comic books an award. <laughs> I mean, well, the fantasy movies, just in general, they're just—they're very hard to do, and be fun to watch and quality entertainment. There's so few of them. There have been plenty of fantasy movies out there, but yeah, very a lot few. of them suck. Yeah, they do. And even with the way special effects are today, I'm, it, I'm sure it could look pretty nice and have good special effects. But do I really want to watch a movie about the world of Warcraft or Azeroth? No, I think it's not so me to have flashbacks to horror lore. Honestly, no, well, that's what I was. That was actually what I was thinking. I'm like, yeah, that's cheesy and so I'm just going to be wait, it's like, like porn it's gonna, fantasy. It's going to be the very serious scene, and I'm going to be waiting for the segue into the like you know 69 oh, yeah. position or something. <laughs> you know, I just know it's going to. My mind has forever been like fucked up beyond repair thanks to the horror lore. 
our episodes. Yeah. I was forced to endure all of them. I still have a membership. But anyway, you know, <laughs> just, yeah, I I can't get too excited. But the, it might be fun to go to, like, really lo- loaded and just laugh my ass That's off. That's probably going to be the only way I'm going to be able to get to yeah. it. Come on, Noah. We'll buy you some Mike's Hard Lemonade. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get y'all. Get y'all. That'd be get cool. Get y'all. Uh, I, like all liquor. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> of course, they'll have to be hot wings before. I'm kind of wondering yes. if this next story, if we're going to be hearing more of this, you know, not just now, but in the future, where, where uh, Seattle Seahawks wide receiver TJ Hushmanzade. Uh He's planning to boycott Madden 2010 over his uh, player rating. Uh, he's uh, he's a member, a new member of the Seattle Seahawks. He got uh, he was a former uh, Cincinnati Bengal, which you know there, there's part of the story yes, right there. Yes, and he was on my fantasy team. I we will not we no, will not we won't speak. discuss that. If the player rating is accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Based on performance, apparently he has a problem with the uh, with the rating that he received. Um, every player is associated a rating in uh, Madden 2010 based off of you know certain skills like speed and and uh, route running that that kind of thing. Ability to score mark fantasy points. <laughs> yeah, that that should be one. Um, uh, his player rating is a quality 91. Which is not a bad rating mm. for any receiver. It's actually, you know, fairly decent rating. Was that rating out of 100? Yeah. But he totally disagrees with it. What a whiner. As somebody who actually played the game since its invention, the rating... You know, the, and this blogger says that the rating is more than fair, but he thinks that it's a bunch of... Cr- T.J. Husmanzada thinks it's a bunch of crap. He goes, I understand I average 10 yards a catch, but it's the offense, not me. I'm not <laughs> playing Madden no more until they get my rating right. <laughs> I used to be the best of the world at Madden. I'm not going to... I'm going to miss not playing it, but until they do me right, I'm not playing it no more. <laughs> so eloquent, T.J., so eloquent. Eloquent. Yeah. And well, EA's so, so going like to hurt totally by that bitter. one less copy of Madden 10 that he's they did. Totally that could close the Yeah, yeah close could close the, the franchise right there. Between that and Warhammer, they might... He's an overpaid, ego, egotistical, and, and narcissistic and football player is upset. I mean, honestly... Oh, I made the mistake. I mean, he's yep. he's not a bad receiver, but he is not. He's not even a 91, motherfucker. You don't think well, so? No. I don't think... Not out of 100... Shit. I don't know. I think they probably got the rating right. That's okay, just my yeah, opinion. You know, maybe, maybe, oh, you know, maybe in the end it works, but it's just like, really? You're, gonna, you're that unhappy? <laughs> I'm just, you know, the the question I have is, is that, you know... With Jerry Rice is, in his prime being like a 100? Oh, God, he'd be close. He'd probably right? be like a good, like, 98, 99, I yeah. would imagine. Is this guy really up there? No. I don't think so. Sorry sorry for all you people who don't follow No, I, in fact, I don't think that there's really one out there that, that could even rate that high right now. I don't think there's a player out there. 
Oh, but then, you know, now we're delving into sports talk, which I'm not going to get into too much. Fourteen but. hours later, Channel Massive <laughs> returned to the point. Yeah, exactly. Noah had thrown himself on a sharp object and was dead. <laughs> Mark's eardrums were bleeding, and Jason's was, was parched from too much talking. But This is an interesting article about... Um, this group of neurosurgeons ran this study, and they said that the increased popularity of car surfing corresponds to the release of games like Grand Theft Auto, uh, YouTube videos, and um, something else. What did they say? I can't remember what it was. Oh, yeah, Jackass. like stuff like Jackass and yeah. Jackass the movie and all the episodes. So uh, they ran this study. Didn't and, they do and something like this in the movie Footloose? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> no, actually, it was Teen Wolf. Did you, have you guys ever car surfed? Serious question. No. No. I have. <laughs> and did this follow the release of a Grand Theft Auto game? There was no such thing as no. Grand Theft Auto when I was in my teens. Oh. I car surfed. Everybody in the car car surfed. It was like, you know, I, I think you're right. I think it was from, like, Footloose or some stupid-ass thing where we got the idea. I just remember Teen and we used to, yeah, What was it, it like? With Michael J. Fox. Scary as hell, depending on who the driver was. How fast you go? Oh, like 40, 45. Jesus oh, Christ. Yeah, it was horrible. And we were turning. We were driving through a, <laughs> to a, a part of uh, Pueblo, Colorado uh, called Belmont, which has a lot of turns, driving around through the through the high school parking lot. Did anyone get hurt? No, nobody fell fall off. off. We, yeah. we, 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 we did surfing, and then we did this game we played where you would rotate out all the positions. So there's three of us in a station wagon, and, we'd, and the, the driver would start to go off, up off the roof, and he would climb to the back seat on the passenger <laughs> side, but everybody else in the car would like cycle through, so the guy that was in the passenger seat would take the driver's seat. And we just kept rotating like that. Going, and he, obviously, the driver would have to go over the top of the car to get into the rear um, passenger side seat. It's a miracle that we're talking with Mark <laughs> right now. No, it seemed very cool at the time, especially considering what we were drinking. And now Channel Massive, a contributor to the car surfing <laughs> epidemic. I'm just saying... I wonder if the incidences of, uh, I, of, of car surfing will rise after this episode. Thanks to Mark's glorification. Yeah, of it. So, so anyway, if you, can, if you can survive a few rounds of that... You know, rotate out the driver while driving, <laughs> while making maneuvers and drinking heavily... Oh, uh, I wouldn't recommend it, <laughs> especially for for the uninitiated. If like you can't car surf, you definitely aren't ready to play crawl across the car and sh- and switch out drivers. And <laughs> the problem with the switching out the drivers was if you thought you were going to drop your beer, you would tend to drive more erratically. <laughs> so you know you had to be because oh you'd have to when you crawled over the car you had to be holding a beer in your hand so you only had one arm and your two legs to make it across the car so it was, it was you know oh, channel oh massive does God. not it was, there's so it's many not things wrong the words, uh, the words coming out of Mark's mouth right now <laughs> car surfing is not safe I survived <laughs> ne- next, on, on next week's too. I survived the reality series of people who survived extraordinary stupid events anyway, the, guy, the guys who wrote this study, they found uh, about 70 so odd cases of car surfing between uh, 1999 and 2008 in Iowa, Michigan, Ohio, and Texas. Places where they're most bored in America. Yes, apparently. Not a lot of They also found more than 350 videos showing children car surfing on YouTube between 2006 and 2008. 
the group says that while car surfing started out as a bike product of the hippie movement, it has since swept the U.S., propelled by depictions in movies, video games, and in song lyrics. <laughs> and Channel detailing, Massive Podcast yeah, episodes. Yeah, Channel Massive <laughs> Podcast episodes. Uh, the big three to blame, according to the group, is Jackass, YouTube, and Grand Theft Auto. And it's funny because I just got finished playing Grand Theft Auto oh, 4. It's been a lot of time car ago. surfing? No, uh, there was really there was just one mission on there where you kind of did that. You had to uh, get on top of this uh, moving truck. And yet, and yet, the Polar Express is not blamed. <laughs> right, right. Which, with, with a good, you know, eighth of the movie dedicated to traversing the entire train from caboose to steam engine. Yeah. Like, where's that as one of your culprits no, right there? No, not there. Not, There's not some a James part Bond of the study, apparently. Yeah. But yeah, I just remember the one, there was like one mission that you had which required you to um, climb from the back of this truck on top of the roof and then you had to punch out the driver and get control of the truck, that kind of deal. Yeah, at least our drivers were willing <laughs> right, to be yeah. replaced. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, I just thought that was kind of an interesting, funny little story that I'd share with all of you. Those neurosurgeons are smart about some things. Yes, they are. Not about others. <laughs> Let's get on to a Blago Stereo segment. And now it's time for... Blago Stereo! Stereo is sponsored by Brad McQuaid. Oh wait, no, no, no. no. <clears throat> Sorry, <laughs> uh, it's sponsored by EverQuest Two of all games. Wow, who knew that EverQuest Two could bring down a blogist? Uh, I didn't think that we would hear from EverQuest Two again, but uh, apparently, uh, this blogger has incited a riot, a little minor riot in the blogosphere this week. Uh, this comes from Wolfshead Online. Uh, not sure who this person is. Um, there's really no name attached to it, I don't believe, at least from what I've seen. Uh, this blogger decided to go back to EverQuest 2. <laughs> but he revisits it, and he analyzes just the first 15 minutes of the game. And, and when I say the first 15 minutes, I'm talking from the time you fire the game up and log on to however much time you have even beyond that to get into the tutorial part of the game, I guess, into the mm-hmm. into the starter areas. And I just found this blog just personally without realizing that, that the blogosteria had occurred because of it. Um, I found it really hilarious. Because at first I wasn't sure whether to take this guy seriously or not. But then I realized, well, yeah, this guy is being serious. He's being serious about everything that that he's saying. And he gives like a minute-by-minute minute kind of breakdown of, you know, what he experienced and what needs to be fixed during these particular minutes of the game, which really cracked me up. So he starts out, you know, he starts out with a little introduction, and then he gets into the blow-by-blow... Minute by minute account of of how his experience went. 
who says minutes one through two, the loading screens, a missed opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> says, let's start at the beginning. On the first loading screen, the ESRB notice is too big and distracting. It's dead smack in the middle of the screen, like a bullseye. Instead, it should not be on its own page. Compare that to the tiny ESRB notice that is tiny and tucked away in the bottom left-hand corner of the World of Warcraft login page. It's a mistake to emphasize what the game has that could offend people. Instead, it should be trivialized by making the warning smaller. <laughs> and then he has picture examples of it. And I sit there and I'm like, what? Really? You really give a shit about the ESRB notice? This is gonna be and how it's a, like a major design flaw that that could cause the player to just up and quit your game right then and there? Well, apparently he does. He, apparently he thinks it's that big of a deal. I can't wait till Noah weighs in on this. Who's <laughs> actually a consultant and then for he gives, game design user <laughs> interfaces? Yeah. And then I actually keep getting taken back to that experience as we go through <laughs> this. He goes on to say... You then have the practice concept of art being used as a disconnected filler to entertain the player while the game loads. I'm not a big fan of the decision to have a random concept art being displayed while the player waits for the game to load and for zones to load. Man, that is so... Like World of Warcraft does. Like, every game seems to... Well, finally, a place to put the concept art! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Loading screens that reflect the zone of the player that the player is about to enter are a great way to get the player into the right frame of mind and to help strengthen the notion of immersion. And mobability. Yes, mobility. Yeah, that's, he <laughs> should have added that in there. And emergency. Emergency. Sorry, emergency. So that's his first, you know, that's his first <laughs> spiel in like the first couple minutes. Minutes two through th- three. Character creation. Inappropriate background screen. <laughs> No matter which race you create, you have the same uh, bucolic background screen that reminds me of Rivendale from Lord of the Rings. While the current artwork may be fine for some of the good races, it's in- inappropriate and far too cheery for the evil races. This is really a missed opportunity to give players a sense of history, lore, and culture of the race that they will choose for their avatar. Forever. You know, and, uh, and while I admit... And Mark Mark will attest to this, that World of Warcraft, you know, Blizzard does a pretty good job when whenever you select a character from yeah, that they particular do. race, then then it loads it's up and, and it's appropriate. Warhammer to that does it, play. Age of Conan does it. They, they, yeah. They, he's right on, on, on minute two through three, I think he's but right on. But I don't on. think that it's... But, but, but is it like such a game-breaking, immersion-breaking thing that, that you're going to just go, oh, fuck this game? I'm done with it. No, most likely not. But it, it could, screams cheap is it, it what could, the blog post oh. says. It could be. It could be like on your mental tally of of hmm, is this great or not? It could be like a. It's just. It's a. Why po- am I standing? You know what it is? Why it's, aren't it's there a, hobbits floating in barrels down that river right now? <laughs> it's a. It's a polish issue, I yeah, guess. It is. It's a detail. I Minutes mean, three through four. Character creation. Too many choices! <laughs> yeah, he Once really the player like chooses that. a server that they are faced with the daunting... They are faced with the daunting process of creating a character from scratch. Every race that I clicked on had a randomly generated appearance. Quite a few of them were downright ugly and made no sense. 
having to see a motley crew of ugly characters that look like they just escaped a carnival sideshow <laughs> is going to be quite disconcerting to new players. I'm so disconcerted. Let's right. not forget, My you as an energy. MMO company are expecting players to identify and bond with these avatars. Players don't generally like ugly avatars. And I'll be the first to admit, I do not like... I do not like EverQuest 2's avatar what was the artwork at all. Man, boy, elf, black elf thing that you were playing. Yeah, when, yes. I, when I fired that up, <laughs> that was a great little. And played segment. that for a couple months. Yeah, that was like he was. He was like a total man, boy, dark elf. And I was thinking, dark elf. Yeah, he should be like totally evil looking. And no, someone's little spider. He just looked like this little boy with with a beard. Yeah. So I mean, I I admit that I don't. I can agree with this guy. The the character creator is not that good. Do you agree that there's too many options? But too many options? No, and that's that's one thing that kind of boggles that's my mind. That's totally ridiculous to me because I mean that's saying that like City of Heroes. Oh, there's too many options in City of Heroes, and that's known for having one of the most robust character creators out there. It's amazing. I logged in the other day, and I saw that they'd added like. 15 more faces or something. I'm like, how many freaking faces are there? <laughs> it's like, there's so many already. And, and plus, you can customize like every aspect of them anyway. And so Wolfhead goes on to whine that you'd end up being stuck for hours and never get out of the character creator because every time you adjust something, something else is wrong. Ah. But, I mean, I think he contradicts himself because people who don't care about this aren't going to be like, oh, I'm caught in the whirlpool of too many choices. They're just going to hit random like five times and be like, screw it, this is what I'm going to go. Well, and if somebody does right. care about they it, really, they don't yeah, mind they're really get into spending it. that much time customizing Well, like Age of Conan. Character. Age of Conan, you can randomize it really quick, or you can adjust you can sliders, adjust sliders yeah, you know, make control. yourself fat. Make yourself thin, which I love. Yeah. I you think know, that's really stars on pretty, your face. pretty customizable. Because Warcraft well. is an example of like, there's not enough choices. No, and everybody isn't. looks exactly the there same. One um, one point that he makes in minute five through six, because and he, he he couldn't just put this into the last two minutes, but <laughs> where the was the alternative appearances gripe. He says, it would be remiss of me not to mention the inclusion of alternate appearances, just as the original EverQuest had the confusion of having two distinct art styles for their player avatars to choose from, so did SOE make the mistake of allowing this to happen in EverQuest 2. And I really, I do agree with this point, because they are totally distinct, they're distinctly different. Yeah, City of Heroes did art, that too. Art design... What's anime that? style Option. faces remember? oh yeah right, that kind like of that. thing and and they do the same thing here and, and it is a mistake it is I it, agree. it's a big time mistake and i i totally agree with this point minute um, six or seven class selection i yeah. i find it daunting as well <laughs> well Too actually classes. this is like the only one of the only things that he he likes should only be fighter a fighter major or uh, or priest. That's yeah, he said all my only concern with class selection is that SOE should indicate in the class description how useful each class is in different situations. What game does that? Such as soloing, grouping, and raiding. No game does that. No, not really. It's too much information. And, and I'd be plus, overwhelmed with that information. <laughs> yeah, it's too. I would go into right. analysis paralysis. Plus the way that the way that character classes are constantly adjusted. To, to try to equalize and balance. Yeah, it there'd be, be no valid. way that that would be true. They'd be constantly having to edit that screen and say, "Well, prayer yeah. to patch three point four three. It was a pretty good solo class, but uh, <laughs> see, it was minute, hopelessly minutes jammed. eight through ten, the player arrives in Norath. 
dun, 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 dun. Upon entering the world of Norath, the new player is presented with a user interface that looks like a tornado <laughs> swept through someone's backyard. There are hot bars and buttons all over the place, with very few of them, Looks if like any, the in logical and customary him. places one would expect in an MMO. Uh, yeah. Which means he said... Admittedly, the first thing I tried to do was replicate the stock user interface that exists in World of Warcraft. Replicating the layout that I was used to took me a few minutes, <laughs> and I find it disconcerting that SOE does not offer a quote-unquote use World of Warcraft user interface to their players. What? what? Like, the, like okay. there's going to be a little checkbox there which that says use World of Warcraft interface. If SOE has an ounce of pride, do you think yeah, that, exactly. that, would, that would kill them to say use a game that was made after our game <laughs> that, use that their interface stole instead. our glory completely? Yeah, so that's just a ridiculous statement right there in itself. Definitely. I do agree it's not the greatest UI. Yeah, I mean, it's not the greatest UI on the planet, but you know what? World of Warcraft isn't that great. It's based UI for anybody who played it at the very beginning knows that it pretty much sucked. And it relied on mods heavily to to get it to where you you want it to be. He also says that the icons are too small and that icons are misplaced. I agree with that. I agree with that. And there's a lack of a player and NPC portrait in the target box. Mm. You know, you can take that or leave that. I guess that's just, you know, up to the user. That's such a common problem in almost every MMO is that the icons are too small, or you, they don't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, I, I, I or they do don't scale appropriately. Uh, like, if yeah. you, if you're, if it's like it's designed for one you know, twelve eighty by one hundred two four, and then you come in at like nineteen two by mm. whatever, and it's yeah, all it of a sudden everything is like you're like, what's wrong? Yeah. What? Oh, I have to, you know, and the good ones will scale, or at least have a scale slider, so you can say. Yes, I do need. I am visually impaired or not. I do need, you know, to see this better or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. but some like this. This one's not that. Not so good. No. Uh, minutes ten through twelve. Uh, those involve the newbie tutorials and quests. Uh, the tutorials which address that which address most phases of how to play an MMO are generally fine, but a bit too wordy. The nice thing is that they are purely optional. Um, so he just wants less text. It's, so he it's wants too much to read. It's too much to read. This, this must actually, be Jim. Yeah, he must be like Jim. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, t- totally see where he's this going with more. that. But you know, I mean, that, that's just uh, again, that's just that's another matter personal of personal opinion. There. Opinion yeah. thing. Uh, minutes twelve through fourteen. Combat and abilities. Finally, the player can get their hands dirty in combat, and it feels fun. Mobs seem to be well-tuned, and they have a healthy amount of hit points and are relatively challenging, but not impossible. This, too, is very refreshing from the cardboard NPCs that seem to go down after but a few wait. hits and spells, like shooting fish in a barrel, uh, like MMO, like a MMO like World of Warcraft. Um, but it takes too long, and there's no instant cast spells. Yeah, there's no instant well, cast spells. And it's like, what do you expect? It's like you're just starting out. Yeah, You know, hell, in World of Warcraft, you get, like, like Depends. one or two, yeah. Depending on your class, you get like one or two if, if you're, if skills. You're, if you're a warrior, you get yeah, like swing nothing. sword. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Congratulations, swing your sword. Yes, sweet. Uh, you know, it. One thing is, it it doesn't feel as fast as WoW does. EverQuest Two doesn't. 
I don't feel. I feel right. not. Just, I mean, he's speaking specifically to the, you know, the reset time of the spells, right, but not right. even that. I mean, like the from the point that you hit the button and you're, then you see your character execute whatever it mm. is, that seems to be really zippy with WoW and 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 like Age of Conan and some of the newer MMOs, mm-hmm. and it doesn't seem to be in this. It's, yeah, it's, it's a always lot like been, that was always an issue with me when I, yeah. when I played. You feel like you feel like a lag, you know, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I totally admit that. And then his last his last bit in the last final minute, minutes fourteen through fifteen. The apocalypse minutes. Exposing the player to crafting too early. <laughs> and his his point here is is said that you know, what I found upon entering Queen's Colony is that crafting is immediately available to the new player, and it's a mistake. This is the time their players should be getting right into the main part of the gameplay, which of course is combat, killing um, monsters and taking their stuff. Not for everyone. Instead, the player is presented with all kinds of raw materials, such as ore, lumber, plants, and even collectible items. To make matters worse, the newbie grounds are swamped with these resource nodes. I thought it was cool because there's quests for that. There's well, yeah. There's like un un. There's crafting quests. Yeah, and then the crafting so system is really good. Don't want to fight to fight with slow combat. You can craft. You can craft and your way from level one to whatever. And it's the most interactive crafting crafting system, system ever. It is. And and, and the all, other thing is he and all he does is say no. This is a mistake. You can't do this. It's too like many unlike the, the lame crafting of every other fucking MMO out there. I find it funny too that he in the beginning he he compared he made a comparison to Aeon, which is like the golden boy of MMOs right, right now because yeah. it's new and no one's playing it. But the in that you're exposed to crafting right off the bat as mm. well. And and like this, it's it's not a bad thing. Like it's kind of cool, right? You know the resource gathering. Yes, yeah. See, I, and when I when I played. Uh, EverQuest 2 for that, like, two-month period there, you know, when I, you know, I said I was going to torture myself, and when I really actually torture. ended up enjoying it, um, I, I did crafting. That I was, like, too. one of the only games that I actually actively did crafting. I out-leveled my character's combat level with my crafting Yeah, that's level. what I did. My, my <laughs> crafting level was, was much higher than my, my regular level. My adventuring level. level, I guess that's what they call it. Yeah. What's funny is I've never done crafting in any of the MMOs I've played. It's like I'll get to level 20-something, I'm like, well, yeah, what is it with these is, resources? Like the, I just that, totally that's why miss I, it. I just find it funny that this guy, it's like... He focused in on it. You know, he focused in on it, and I, I found that I never. I hate crafting normally, in in any MMO that I've I've, I've ever played. But in EverQuest two, it was like my skill in crafting was higher than my than my adventures adventure level, and and it was because it was so well done, and I and I enjoyed doing it. I think in a lot of these games, in order to make cash, you need to be able to resource. You know, harvest stuff. You mm-hmm. know, like that that kind of crafting where it's not you're not really producing anything, but right, you're, you're just providing supplying materials. The, and in Aeon, and you, that's how you make a lot of money compared to the the loot you're getting mm-hmm. in the beginning. Anyways, with the there's like these plants you can harvest, and and in this there's plenty of stuff. Plus, those quests are kind of cool because you don't know that there is a quest until you get so far into it. So, right. I don't know. Anyway. Much like Brad McQuaid, he's promised a second part to this analysis that yes, goes beyond so the first 15 sweet. minutes. We're, we're, we're anxiously anticipating it. And we've just given our listeners 
uh, at least a, a good chunk of our own personal reactions, and not surprisingly, the blog world. Oh, the blogos, the blogosphere kind of blew up on this. It caught fire. Uh, most notably, uh, Tippa, who wrote a hilarious initial, like we full love, blow-by-blow response. We love right. Tippa. It was, and uh, she course, loves EQ too. You know, and admittedly, she is a she is like a diehard EverQuest two fangirl. Uh, you know, I think she would even admit to to that distinction. Uh, you know, and, and she her her website is the place to go. You know, if you want information on games like mm-hmm. EverQuest, EverQuest two, um, Wizard one hundred one. You know, is another one that she she covers quite extensively. It's a wonderful. Uh, place to go for that. Uh, I definitely encourage going and checking out her full blog post called EQ2, the 16th minute, because the introduction where <laughs> she compares Burger King to the Texas Steakhouse <laughs> yeah, as a, 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 and a nice right. metaphor comparison to how Mr. Uh, Wolf's whatever, Wolf Breath, Wolfhead, <laughs> Wolfhead Head. wrote it. It's, it's just, it's great. You have to read it. You know, and, and you know she and she makes some very valid points. You know, it's like too many choices. EverQuest Two is proud of their character creator, and they gave it away uh, prior to the game launch, so that people could design that. their characters in advance. Most people saw this as a good thing. Um, you know, she she's come up with. You know, she posts screenshots. She responds of, to each of his little minute segments. Yeah, she yeah. does. She she kind of gives a blow by blow account of his. You know of his post and kind of refutes some things that he says. Um, and he responded to her with an equally lengthy response. And yeah, it kind of just went all downhill. After that there. was done, they realized they were in love. They made passionate love under a <laughs> under a EverQuest two game Tabard. box tabard. <laughs> No. Yeah, but no, you know, tarnished she, but from she their makes the point. You know, some of, one of the, some <laughs> of the points about like crafting. You know how he complains about crafting too early, you know, exposing the player to crafting crafting a little too early. You know, she comes out and she says, Crafting characters, of which I have a few, probably want to get crafting started right away without having to kill stuff. Uh, also, this low-level crafting stuff sells for good money to other adventurers, so why wouldn't you want to harvest it? You know, and take advantage of the whole system right at the very beginning as opposed to you know waiting until you're the right level to you know to get started mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing and and that was one of the main things that I was like you know I love the crafting system in EverQuest 2 and it you know I just I don't understand his argument there um my god Strop from Strop's World had a had a pretty good quote. <laughs> you know, he just said, "I never heard of any game criticized uh, for its abundance of uh, character customization options before." No, that's new. Yeah, that's new to me too. No. Uh, that so that was kind of an interesting note there. Um, StylishCorpse.com. Sheros, uh, uh, who's another blogger, which we've. Uh, Definitely featured in yeah in the blog of Stereo many times blog. before. I love this particular one. <laughs> uh, the quote is: "World of Warcraft is like the date 
who spends all evening talking about how great he is. And sure, he's really good-looking in a roid rage meets the, elect- the electric Kool-Aid acid test cartoony kind of way. <laughs> but there's nothing beyond the facade of killing stuff to get stuff so you can kill more stuff to... Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, a blog post... Uh, uh, this is from I am a motivation. Uh, Immovation. Immovation. All in all, I believe uh, EverQuest 2 falls a bit flat in its ability to, pre- to present an engaging, immersive, and interesting world from the get-go. Yes, once you get going, it's very immersive, very deep, and there's tons of quests and quite literally always something to do that isn't too grindy. But you have to allow yourself to get there. And how much getting there uh, as a new player is going to, you know, how how are they going to, uh, I guess I'm not reading this right, and how much getting there is a new player going to allow themselves before they finally give up and try something else, which is, I think, is a very valid point. Yeah. You know, it's like how, you know, how long does it take you, does it take, does it take you 15 licks to get to the I center of the MMO with Warhammer pop online before you finally decide to say screw it. Like my first night or two with Warhammer Online, I'm like, oh, this just feels like Warcraft again. Right. But then once we got in further and I got used to the combat system and the PvP areas and public quests, I really started to like it a lot. Yeah. But it definitely took some time because at first I'm like, I am not liking this. I remember that. Yeah, it was like this transformation, and then like you weren't, like you were not. You're so competent in games, you weren't like doing well in the scenarios and then one night it all changed and all of a sudden it was like yeah Sonetta has the flag Sonetta has captured the flag Sonetta has the troll thing Sonetta has yeah it was like (laughs) I was like oh he's on now (laughs) yeah Yeah, and MMOs they just have such a longer curve I think for a lot of people to get into and that kind of goes into this point where uh from We Fly Spitfires uh Dot com, which says he he makes a good point, and I'll, I guess we'll just close close with it. And he's saying, by no means suggesting that the initial experience of a game represents how successful it will be. One only needs to compare the first fifteen minutes of Age of Conan, which is like taking a bath in awesomeness, <laughs> to the first fifteen minutes of Eve Online, which is like daring one of your <laughs> friends to kick you in the groin, <laughs> and then getting kicked again. Yes, and, and again. it's true because God, I mean, yeah, the first fifteen minutes of Age of Conan is just—it's terrific. Hell yeah, you know, it's, you're all over it. You're thinking you're in the game. God, you know, you're in the game, and it's going to be you've awesome. Been, and you've, then you've been on a slave ship. You've been you've done your character creation. You've awakened with a mystery. Right. You've been resurrected. You've met a slave girl needing help, and you've started to just beat the crap out of stuff that mm-hmm. in a way you never have before. And Eve Online, it's like you're still in Here's the tutorial. Still in the tutorial. Now we will talk about thrusters. Right. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, it's just it's a horrible beginning experience and to they anybody keep, they who's keep, tried. They keep refining. They keep it. trying to refine it, and it still hasn't got any better, no, as far hasn't. as I'm concerned. No, it hasn't. Which gets back to the idea that MMOs, by their nature, just really complex games. There's mm-hmm. going to be long lore boxes, there's long quest descriptions, even for something that's simple, and really complicated in- gameplay interfaces. And I don't think people jump into an MMO unless they're really unfamiliar with the genre, thinking... 15 minutes make or break. Yeah. Or they fi- put hours into it. 15 right. minutes, I'll have accomplished something. 
Yeah, yeah you might probably get to not. level two. Another another good point made on on we fly, fly spitfires, and I think we can we could probably close with it. Really close this time. Says <laughs> that. This is the real reason why World of Warcraft has millions of players. My boss plays World of Warcraft, and he doesn't care about the MMORPG industry or what the genre has to offer as a whole. Out of all the World of Warcraft players I've met in real life, and I know a few, almost none of them have had prior MMORPG experience. Simply put, Blizzard took on the other MMORPGs out there and won by creating a video game that just happens to be an RPG and just happens to be online. I've always said that... And I think that's a very good point. World of Warcraft isn't a great MMO, it's a great game. Not yeah. even... It transcends video mm-hmm. gaming. It's just the game design, that the all the lessons that they had learned and brought to us. I mean, they, they, hit, a, they hit a home run. Yep. Rarely accomplished. But, I mean, I think that's why it's so successful as opposed to... You know, everything else that's come out there recently, it's just, you know, they don't, they didn't try to really make an MMORPG, they just tried to create a game. Yeah. That just happened to be on the MMO, yeah. Anyway, I think that'll close us out. If you yeah. want to reach us, and we know you want to reach For us. For episode 99, of course. You can reach us at twitter.com slash channelmassive. Yes. T-W-I-T-T-E-R. T-W-I-T-T-E-R. <laughs> you can also uh, send Twitter. us an email or an audio email like Scott does at email at channelmassive.com. M-A-I-L. We look forward to hearing you, and we'll see you guys next week. That's right. Oh, yeah, and you can go to our website. Check out the beta keys for Heroes of Newer. Oh, yeah. And also leave want, comments on our, blog, or on our blog world there. Hot off the presses. That's right. Yeah. Look yep. forward to hearing from you, and we will be back next week. My one and only is that the way